<laughs> hey, Peter. Hey, what's up? We got some guests in the house today. What? I know. I'm looking around. I don't see anybody. Yeah, I know. Like, they're not here. One of them's in Greece. I think they're deep, deep underground. Okay. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Jazz explained. Man, Man. that is so pretentious sounding. Why do you make me say that? You say it literally every time we record this podcast. And then you comment on it right after. Let me paint a picture. Although we are on the YouTube, so this is going to be a little bit of a problem. I want to paint a picture. Okay. Adam has a knife to my throat. Every time we start recording this and says, say this. It says, say jazz explained. But I mean, you know, we're trying our best here to explain what we know, at least. The very least. Yeah. But we have a little bit of backup today, deep from the underground. I know, man. I'm excited about this. So. Uh, we have some special guests on the podcast. Actually, they're with us on Zoom right now. What's up, gentlemen? And so, what's happening, Peter? You hit me to this band uh, just a couple of days ago. Yes, and I wonder if you want to just tell the story, set yeah. it up a little bit. Well, I'd love to introduce them. First of all, this is New Jazz Underground. Sebastian, Abdias, and TJ. Say what's up, everybody. What's Hello. happening? What's happening? And we're remote. Um, T- yeah. yeah, TJ is actually in Greece on tour right now. For the Jazz and Lincoln Center, uh, Dias and Sebastian are coming from New York. We're here in St. Louis. And I'm really excited to talk to these uh, great young musicians that I just learned about as well a few days ago via YouTube. We're always talking about, you know, uh, social media and the spread of disinformation. This is the spread of some really great information. Sometimes the al- <laughs> algorithm giveth. This is you the algorithm I mean? lining up. And I was so excited because I heard them... Um, on their on their YouTube channel, we're going to link to all this below. But this one video in particular, with the title is "They Can Hate, But We Still Swing," and I was like, "Hold up, I got to so check this out," because so it was kind of cocky but kind of funny. But then as soon as I pressed play, it was it really was swinging. These guys sounded great. They've got a great trio. So I just wanted to have them on to meet them, basically for my own selfish reason, and thank them for the music and just kind of find out a little bit about what they're doing and what they're all about. Yeah, you know, as soon as I heard this video, I thought of. The last time that Hutch was in the house, Gregory Hutchinson was here at Open Studio and recording that uh, that duo video with Chris McBride. Right. And something that stuck out was he said, you know, for young musicians, it's really okay to swing. (laughs) (laughs) And these guys uh, took that to heart because it is swinging. You know, it's so nice to hear. So nice to hear. Absolutely. So um, Sebastian or whoever, if you want to kind of just kick it off, could you just tell us and the listeners and our and your fans, hopefully your new fans and your current fans and our fans, a little bit about uh, the group and how it came about? Yeah, well, we all went to Juilliard. We're actually all from Florida. Uh, me and Abdias are from Miami. Oh, nice. Uh, TJ's from Jacksonville. Right on. And we went to the same high school, but at different times. I'm a little bit older than these two. But uh, we went to Juilliard. And, you know, Abdias got me on a gig or two. And then during the pandemic, we were down in Florida, me and him, and we were playing a lot and we wanted to start a trio and we came up to the city and we were thinking about different cats and TJ just fell right in line. Like during the pandemic, we would play in the park all the time and, you know, seemed kind of uh, like a marriage, (laughs) marriage made in heaven type of situation. Yeah. You know, it's a great and, uh, feeling too when you find like other musicians that you feel like you have this shared somehow shared history with, even when you first start together. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It just kind of felt right, and we were like, "Man, we should, we should actually do this, like seriously." Yeah. yeah. Write stuff, 
play together, um, mm-hmm. um, make it make it a commitment to to uh, play together. So that's yeah. kind of how it all started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The YouTube thing, the YouTube thing, <laughs> it was just a, a you know, I guess it kind of started as a, a way for us to you know yeah, trying to be heard, trying to be heard, but you know, there's no gigs in the city at the time. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we saw what um, Omet was doing with his thing, and we yeah. said, we could do this, we could do this, and we took an iPhone, and we had the very first video that we ever did kind of go semi-jazz viral, mm-hmm. I like to say. Jazz, jazz viral. viral. I love that. That's Wait, hold so up. True. We're stealing that. We're yeah, stealing that. Tell jazz. me you got that recorded, Caleb, so we can add it to our Jazz viral. <laughs> it goes right along with jazz famous. Right. Uh, I'm know. not a fan of jazz. Adam likes to add that jazz vibe. Yeah, you're, 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 you're going to go on in infamy with that one. <laughs> but you know what I noticed about your videos, even your early ones? Well, they're all early. Whenever I talk with young musicians, it was like I remember doing this. Uh, I did years ago, I did this like clinic at Berkeley, and I'm up there talking about all this piano stuff and just different things. And I remember when this drummer kind of like put his hand up. He's like, Mr. Martin, um, I have a question. You know, I know you play with Greg Hutchinson a lot, but could you talk about the difference between early Hutch, mid Hutch, and late <laughs> Hutch, you know? And I'm like, me and Hutch came up together. I was like, wow, I didn't know there was distinct periods of Hutch. I thought there was just <laughs> Hutch, you know? But um, it's exciting yeah. to see you guys definitely in your early period. But even your early videos, um, you know, not only is the playing killing, the sound is really yeah. good and the video is tight. And I mean, I can tell you guys aren't, you know, necessarily sitting on, you know, a huge amount of equipment. But I, I, I would love to hear because a lot of people think they have to get to some level or have a certain amount of money or have a certain amount of equipment to do something. I think you guys are a great example of just letting the music shine, but still presenting it in a quality way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we that first video, because we had one Olio, and that kind of boosted our channel up and got us off the ground. Yeah. Um, now it's just a Zoom recorder and an iPhone video, mm. like straight up. Um, and, you know, I have a background in, you know, mild background in production, you know, producing, you know, like house music and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just, you know, mild EQ Mat, like little master, little compression here and there, and that's it, really. Um, and recently with these last ones, like we bought a little bit of equipment, but just simple, you know, like, um, you know, USB, uh, you know, just inputs for our, for our microphones. We just have one mic each. Mm-hmm. We added a, a mic for the bass drum recently. <laughs> that's like the big upgrade for us. But right. yeah, that's basically been it. And the iPhone. It's like, when people ask us about like, at open studio, you, you know, you have all this, uh, everything looks and sounds amazing or whatever, but you know, literally it started with Peter and his, you know, like zoom recorder, no flip cam, bro. flip cam, flip you know what I mean? And I know we've talked to Emmett and it's the same thing there. It's just like, just do it, just go do it with what you have. You can just build up around it. Like don't wait yeah. for the perfect piece of gear to start reaching out to the audience. Right? Like in this, in this time where it's like live music is, uh, it's not a, a guarantee um, like it has been in the past, you know, especially the, the sort of the, the quantity of it, right? Finding mm-hmm. these avenues to reach new audiences, you can't just, you can't be shy and you can't wait for the perfect opportunity. You just got to get, get your face out there, get your music out yeah. there and yeah. then, and then upgrade from there, you know, upgrade piece by piece, yeah. one mic at a time, one camera at a time. It's awesome to hear yeah. that same philosophy yeah. it's like makers i think it's interesting also like having 
um, you know, artists always want the art to be perfect and the music to be perfect, mm. especially in our early time, you know, and uh, like last year, you know, we were doing lives every week and we we're just like, just put everything out, just put everything out, yeah. you know, uh, regardless of how we think it sounds. Because to the average listener who is listening for enjoyment, they're not nitpicking like we are as musicians constantly. You know, we're constantly self-criticizing and like, you know, self-conscious about the music. And I think just us letting go of that and just going for it is just a natural part. And now that we're more comfortable as a band, naturally things just sound better. Mm-hmm. You know, and we don't have to do as much, you know, uh, rehearsing or anything to for things to sound good, you know. These last videos that we've done, it's just, you know, we just take an hour and do it. Right. Work it out. Well, before we get too deep into it, just, yeah, everybody go and check out their channel. New Jazz Underground is the name of the YouTube channel. You can see yeah. all, all their videos there. Make sure to subscribe to them and, uh, and check them out because it really is really, really great music and well presented, too. So. Yeah, I was wondering uh, two I things, think- too. Like, have you guys... Um, like how much during like when you guys were doing the gigs outdoors during the pandemic and just really kind of started to build up your sound, how much did that experience sort of shape where you guys were going to go? Like, did you, did somebody have like an idea about sort of the, the, cause I think you guys really have from the first time I heard you, even though it was on YouTube and not live, I could hear a band sound. And I love hearing, that's what really excited me about it. But was that something that just sort of evolved or was it from playing together a lot or was, or, or was that a planned out thing? I like to think it came from a little bit of everything. So, like, we'd hang, you know, often, mm. and we known each other for, like, four or five years. So then, you know, we have, like, a, a friendship and a camaraderie, mm-hmm. and then we're we're hanging around each other a lot. And then when we get to playing music, it's like uh, all that just helps because we're so much friends offside, outside of the bandstand. So that, you know, when you get on the bandstand, it's rare that you play with, you know, like, friends most of the times you're just playing with other great musicians, you know, you can make, you know, great music that way. But it's like, but like it's uh, something else when you like real friends with the people outside of just the music. And so I think that definitely helped uh, in evolving it uh, from where we first started, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We just put in so many hours. Like we would busk every week. And not only with each other, but also with, you know, our extended friend group, you know, different drummer, different trumpet player, something, you know, like we play with our, me and TJ play with our friend Noah all the time, Noah Halpern, shout out, you know, we played with our friend Damo, you know, Anthony Hervey, like we just have an extended community. Um, And I think just us three, we have a proclivity to like interest in similar styles of jazz and similar like bands, you know. We, I think we're just interested in a lot of the same music. Yeah, and all of that, all of that kind of came together. So when we, we played, it kind of was just like, you know, it was just you know. I mean, even though we we did take time to to yeah. uh, cultivate something, it was always a sort of uh, a click there that we we all felt. You know, oh, that's great. Can each of yeah. you just? I mean, I can hear a lot of your influences, and I'm always interested in that. Well, I wonder if we could just play a little bit of their music, if you all wouldn't mind, just playing a little bit of that Delphia's Dilemma, yeah. just a couple, Please. A couple of seconds. Delphia's Dilemma, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we do that from one of these? Yeah, you, can just play it. you got it, Adam.
Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. No, I can hear y'all heard. This is so fun for me, too, because I remember messing with this record and this tune right when it came out in 1985. Uh, like, really? I heard this band, Kenny Kirkland, Went Marsalis, Brian from Marsalis. This is Black Coast, right? Black Coast from the Underground. Kenny Kirkland on that is like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kenny Kirkland and Tane on that record together. T- yeah. 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 Incredible. But man, I think that you guys really hit the spirit. I love the way I've heard other people try to play this tune in some of the repertoire. And I mean, I've talked with Winton over the years about these compositions, which I hold in such high esteem. And surprisingly, he's kind of like, oh, no, that was just, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like, what? I was like, that's the classic. Yeah, I, he's still like that, man. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. 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 I hadn't talked with him recently about, but I mean, the thing is, I love this stuff is timeless. And I knew that. I mean, at that time, I was excited about it. And I love Kenny Kirk. I mean, I was just like Kenny Kirkland fiend. Yeah. But I think that you guys really connected with the spirit of the music. And I like the liberties you take with it. You're not trying to imitate that time in the sound, but you're pulling that music, which I always feel like has the potential to be timeless and these new kind of standards and stuff. I mean, I'd rather hear Young Cats playing this than Embraceable well, You again. You know what's you know? funny is, as they were just talking about, <laughs> Sebastian was just talking about like we're just putting stuff up and not being so judgy about the results and just letting it happen or whatever. Yeah. This thing you just said about wind, it just goes to show we can't really tell what we're doing, like how it's going to be received for him. He was like, yeah, I didn't whatever. I didn't really know what I was doing. I don't really like that. But how many young musicians have we talked to who that this is their this is their record, especially exactly. Winton's like. But of that era specifically, you know, this is the one and yeah. you can't really tell, uh, you know, you can't really judge your own your own work like that it's, it's gonna be judged independently of you, you know? absolutely so yeah. i wanted to ask you guys too about um now i know you've worked with eric lewis me, me and eric go back I, I love eric elu and how did that come about what what sort of stuff have you done with him and are you going to be doing some more things and what kind of came out of that say elu well, elu yeah that's you know his friends yes. call him elu. Elu. the master <laughs> well we're all fans of him we love him like yeah. we love him we would listen to his record all the time and um, they they haven't played with him, but I have. You know? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I've always been a big fan. And um, you know, when I moved to the city, he was a big part of the scene. He had a he had his jam session at Zinc Bar, and you could always see him at the jam sessions when there were jam sessions at Dizzy's, at Smalls, and he would just take it over. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, he would hear me every once in a while and be like, "Yeah, man, sound good." <laughs> and over the pandemic. You know, I just showed him a lot of love, like just authentic, like authentically just being his fan yeah. Um, and trying to ask him questions and stuff. And I would be on the phone with him asking him about, you know, um, Milt Hinton and, you know, uh, talking about Elvin Jones, how he was in the circus and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And um, he just gave me a call out of the blue. You know, um, Deseron Douglas couldn't do a gig. Um, and he just asked me to do a few dates and I've been working with him, you know, on and off ever since every time he comes to the city, um, usually playing with him. And I mean, he is just force of nature, force of nature. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) What can you even say about him? He's, he's a very, uh, interesting cat because he came out of the tradition of, you know, Winston, you know, um, that bands um but he took it he went in a whole other direction you know yeah. he was he was kind of rejected by the jazz world and he'll tell you that right uh in terms of you know record deals and all that type of thing but he really went and created his own path and his own lane 
you know, now he's out at Burning Man with Diplo and stuff. <laughs> I was gonna say you, you, you might be like the he, he or Eric is like the missing link between Wint Marsalis and Burning Man. He's like one degree <laughs> separation. <laughs> oh you my gosh, I would love to see Winton at Burning Man. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> only, only Elu could bring him there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, that's it, and that's that's you. You're hitting it right on the head about Eric because I was kind of around. We did some some gigs before and after each other, and that's kind of mainly how I've known him over the years. But he's very much out of the tradition. But I love how he's always been one of the uh, one of the one of the musicians that's been open, like from within the tradition. Some people would say like the more conservative end of the jazz world that was always mm-hmm. open to trying different things. And I was wondering if maybe you guys connect a little bit on that too, because it seems like, I mean, coming out of Juilliard and, and New York and that, and that, you know, with that whole thing, yeah. you guys are, are willing to try just, some different things. It's like an encyclopedic, you know, anything about the music that you want to know, he knows, yeah. you know, anything about history, anything like he is just a total encyclopedic genius. You know what I mean? And talking to him, you know, I mean, it's like playing with him. It's like, it's just. There's going to be a lot coming at you. <laughs> yeah. And he, and he presents it in such a like mystical, masterful, crazy way. You know, I, you know, he's just otherworldly. I don't, you know, total master. Right. You know, just uh, so articulate and so, you know, I don't know, man, just aggressive. He's yeah, got yeah. the fire. Some yeah, bull. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Well, one more thing I'd love to just touch on, and I don't know if you have anything, Adam, but um, is about about the channel. Like, what's the future for the YouTube channel? But also, before we even get to that, like, I love the way you guys title your records. I love that you're not treating this music too preciously, like with the way that you're starting yeah. to sculpt the, the, the channel. But you do treat the music with authority, which is great, you know, and you present it. But I love that, that, like, I love your thumbnails. And look, most jazz musicians aren't even thinking about this kind of stuff enough. But I mean, I think that because what you guys have, what we have in the jazz world in general, there's so much substance there. And YouTube is such a great platform. I mean, I don't know that TikTok is so short that we're ever going to really be able to put our, you know, like something that you guys do, you could do a little clip, that's fine, but there's nothing like a nice eight-minute YouTube video with you guys or whatever. But what's your kind of concept behind the titles, the thumbnails, and the direction that, that you want to take the channel next? Um, I, th- I like that. I like that what we're doing now, the vibe is that we're, you know, being authentic, being ourselves, you know, and, <laughs> I've, and, and um, we believe in the content that we're putting out. So I think that goes a long way, and I think, I think, uh, those who are encountering our videos are seeing seeing that you know in terms of the comments that they're leaving and and you know the amount of uh, you know, viewership that we've had till now. So I guess it's just you know a, uh, 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 on our part a commitment to be consistent. Yeah. And um, you know because all of us are are on the scene and you know I mean you know TJ's in Greece and yeah we all know, play we all working you yeah. know it's just the balance of that and to make to make playing with each other and putting out content a priority, I think probably has been our biggest challenge. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cause we want to, yeah. but you know, it's just, you know, half the time this cast out with jazz Lincoln center, like, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. so it's, it's been a, you know, a battle of that. So yeah. um, I think going forward, it's just being consistent and, yeah. you know, I, th- I think it will, the views will come. Well, I <laughs> yeah, if you guys, and it's so it's so interesting. You know what what happened over the last 
it, it's been like three weeks since we put out that video that found you guys. Um, and that was the first video that we really titled it in that type of way. And, you know, even, even it was like kind of contentious amongst us, even that we would do it that way, you know, because it had been work. It had been working a certain way for us just titling it, you know, Olio or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just looked at how YouTube was working, you know, I mean, you look at people like Mr. Beast or, you know, all the top YouTubers, they just have a way of grabbing attention. And when you see it, you have to click on it. You know what I mean? And when you get into the algorithm, it's free marketing. You know what I mean? You do not have to pay for those impressions. You don't have to pay for, you know, those people listening to your music. Um, and that's the new paradigm of music. You see it in, you know, for example, like Noodle Nas X, like his marketing is memes. You know, he does it all through memes, you know, right. and I don't think that should make its way into the music per se, but in the way that you present it to people, it has to be something that somebody that, that doesn't know about jazz can click on and, and they can, you know, be interested in it. You know, we have so many comments that are like, I don't really listen to jazz, yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is, this is cool. The thumbnail made me click on it, you know, what? and also shout out to my girlfriend, Rena, Rena Wu <laughs> makes all the thumbnails. Oh, uh, it's important. So. Ah. It's an important gig. Yeah. Well, and you, and you all are proven too, like, you can, you know, have the, the algorithm in your favor, but that doesn't mean you can, you have to water down your content. That doesn't mean that you, right. get, yeah. you don't have to have substance yeah. with what you're actually putting out there. Yeah. People, people will know when you're faking that funk, you know, like when they get in there, you have to keep them with something that's real. And, and I think you're, you're proving that, that, you know, yeah. you can be creative with how you present these things, but then you have to show up with the real thing. So yeah. congratulations. People, people are smart. People know when things are good. You know what I mean? Even if they don't understand what's happening musically, they can still enjoy it. Like from just, you know, I remember when I was like a little 13 year old kid listening to Kind of Blue. I had no idea what was going on, you know, with the form harmonically, none of that. But I could just enjoy the music, you know, for the vibe of it. You know, people are s smarter than I think jazz musicians get them credit for, like general audiences. Absolutely. You know? Well, I would say yes, but also, see, you guys are you guys are early in your YouTube journey because it's going to be people are smart, and then you're going to be like, oh my god, people are idiots once you start getting all the hate. <laughs> hate coming yes. at it. So be be ready to pivot on that. Point. There is there there is the, the yeah, but the smart people aren't commenting exactly exactly. <laughs> well, no, but but you know what I what think... is this one? This one has two hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, that's so you the... already have it's the post one hundred thousand view is when the haters start coming <laughs> yeah, out too with everything. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We've seen it yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, the title was anticipation for that. Right, right. No, but I think that what you guys are hitting on and like, you know, we, we don't necessarily plan this, but we're starting to see it too, is that the YouTube algorithm and all that is actually really well suited for the type of, for jazz music or improvisational music, because if you do kind of trick someone to coming into seeing and then you're playing something that's maybe great, but that they don't like YouTube has already have, they figured that out before you even know that. So like the people that they yeah. put different things in front of are people that like this. They're not a, a lot of people that aren't going to want to hear this anyway. Probably are never even going to see your thumbnail, which is fine. But like, yeah. there's more people than you would think. And then I'm really excited what you're saying about folks commenting and saying like, I don't even normally listen to jazz, but I like this. Because if somebody clicks on it because they think the thumbnail's cool and then they listen for 30 seconds, if they don't like it, they're just going to click off. And they're definitely not going to comment or anything. They're just going to be yeah. gone. But I mean, connecting with these kind of people, like, and I think that young jazz players, not just young, all of us need to really 
see this as an opportunity because we used to always sit around when we were young and be like, well, man, we don't have any big audiences because people just don't know how kill. I mean, I remember when I was up in New York for, you know, at Juilliard and coming out, we'd all be like, man, people just don't know. And it's like, but now we don't have that excuse. It's like, well, let them know, you know, let them know, let them decide. Yeah. And as you, mm-hmm. as you guys seem to be really astute about them, when you do our little audiences out there, I mean, 220,000 people, there's another 220,000 people out there that'll, that'll grow. It might not be the next video it might be three down the road, but those people are out there. You'll, you'll see them on these videos. So I commend you guys and, and welcome you into the fold. And I'm super excited to to follow the journey and see what you guys have next. Yeah, New Jazz Underground, Abdias, Sebastian, TJ, thank you all so much for joining us. TJ, thank have you. a have a great rest thank of the you. tour, man. Enjoy. Yeah, safe thank travels. You. Appreciate safe travels that. in Greece and back to the city. And you guys, come on. Whenever you got something, please let us yeah. know. We're here. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you all. You guys. Thank you, guys. Until next time. You'll hear it. Yes. Yeah. Sir. They're like, they're like, cool, we got a thing. That's good. Okay. Oh, this is awkward. We're just at the end. <laughs> hey, Peter. Hey. Hey, yeah. That was great, man. Those were some... <laughs> no, those guys are... Yeah, I like those guys. That was fun to talk I, to. I knew it was going to be good. Yeah. And if it wasn't, we just weren't going to, you know... Put this out. Put this out. Well, now we got out. a false ending, <laughs> which is... That's maybe the first time that's ever happened. That's right. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know who are still listening, first of all, congrats. Why, why are you going to well, a Well, because they got a secret episode. Coming they got a secret part of the episode. This is the secret but part. But yeah, so they were on Zoom, and they just cut out, and then Peter was like, are they out? And that's where we are here. So <laughs> yeah. until next time. You'll hear it. Oh, we got to do this again, though? <laughs> is this like the Dopio? Uh, dopio. I'm not a fan of... I don't think anyone in this room is a fan of jazz. I don't think anyone really likes it. It's it's a role we all play, we all 